Look at somebody, tell them, build momentum. How many of you have eaten McDonald's? Come on. Okay. Lots of you. All hands have gone up. How many of you have gotten sick from eating McDonald's? (laughs) I see a lot of hands too. McDonald's don't sue me. It's just a sermon example. It's for Team Jesus, so we'll be okay. But the fact is that, you know, even though, you know, McDonald's is so popular as children, Children are always begging to eat McDonald's. My kids, you know, their mom can slave and make the greatest home-cooked meal ever. And trust me, this woman over here can cook. It was a time where she used to burn water. (laughs) Oh, she's about to throw something at me. But the moral of the story is that you're amazing. And now she's one of the greatest cooks ever, you know. And, uh, and it's just amazing to me that even though my wife can put all that effort in, my kids will still take some McDonald's fries over mom's home cooked meal. Come on, somebody. And many of you, as you were growing up, this was the case as well. There's just something about it. And I mean, the fact is, I asked how many of you guys have eaten McDonald's. I ate McDonald's and I got sick for weeks and I still ate it thereafter. And there are many of you that are listening and you're laughing and you're hearing all of this, but you're going to go and get you a McChicken when service is over. And the fact of the matter is that this is because there is such a there's such momentum behind the brand of McDonald's. There's so much momentum that to the place where even though most of us know that the food is not the healthiest. Even though most of us, stay with me, I'm going somewhere. Even though most of us know that it will cause you to to gain some weight, maybe in some areas that you probably don't want the weight to be gained. The fact is that many of us will still go, even after we've been sick and all of that, and eat it. And it's because of this momentum. When there's momentum behind something, it's very hard, even if it's negative momentum. It's very hard for people to steer away from what they're accustomed to. Who's going to preach with me this morning? And so as we're talking about building momentum, I want you to understand that there is power in momentum. So much so that even in a negative sense, when you get going in a certain direction, and once that force of momentum kicks in, once there's craze and there's hype, because a lot of times people go where people are going. Even if they're going off a cliff, come on somebody. If enough people will go off that cliff, there's people that are going to head there too to at least check it out. Are you with me? This is why there are people who are strung out on drugs and things of this nature. Because I'm sure they saw the commercials. I'm sure that they saw about it. They heard about things in school. But there are things that will happen if there's enough momentum through peer pressure. Who am I talking to this morning? If there's enough momentum that wise, even though we know these things and we see the pictures and we see the commercials, there's still this force that's behind it and people still will touch the oven to see if it's hot instead of looking at the burns and considering the burns of others. And so as we're talking about momentum this morning, as I shared with you last week, momentum is the force that keeps an object moving after it has started. And so I want you to understand this. This is why on the flip side, as it pertains to the things of God, 
as it pertains to the things of God. It's this is why people of God, once they get going, and once we were talking about momentum representing faith in this case, when and I and I didn't even get to get to my points last Sunday because God just wrecked the place, and it was an amazing day in the house. Somebody get, say thank you, God, for that. I mean. What an amazing day. Uh, and so, but the fact of the matter is that I was sharing with you, once momentum gets built in the life of a believer, once momentum via faith gets started, it's difficult to stop something that has started. And I love the way that Paul, uh, that Paul declares in 2 Corinthians, and trust me, I'm going somewhere, won't be before you long, but in 2 Corinthians uh, chapter, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 and 9, I love what Paul declares about himself and about those who suffer for the gospel's sake. He says, we are afflicted in every way, but not crushed. Come on, somebody. He says, perplexed, but not driven to despair. Persecuted. Somebody say Persecuted but not forsaken struck down but not destroyed always carrying in uh, in the body the death of jesus so that the life of jesus may also be manifested in our bodies i love how he declares that the reason why he's able to say that stuff comes against me come on i'm struck and i'm hurt and things happen and people mock us and people spit on us and they treat us as they did jesus come on and he says but even though this is the case my life and my faith is not destroyed because there's momentum that has been built in my faith come on and so i showed up this morning to encourage some people to let you know that you got to be to a place where you where you get to the place where you build momentum and build faith and allow god to develop faith in your life so that you can get to the place and be to the place where when things come up your way when stuff comes to jack you up when stuff comes to overthrow you that it's hard for you to stop because of the momentum that's in your life now things are going to come the bible there are people who believe that if you're a believer that no issues are going to happen they believe that if you're a believer that no challenges will come your way but see victory in christ is not indicative of the fact that there will be no issues in our life victory in christ rather indicates that no matter what comes my way that because the god who is greater than whatever i face is in me come on that it's not going to stop me or hinder me from going forward and see the fact of the matter is this i want you to understand that's why there are a lot of people that they say to themselves that you know they they just became christians and talking about momentum and the power of momentum they just became christians they just started this journey and some people are ready to throw in the towel after the first month that you've been saved and you're saying oh because i'm still getting whooped by certain things that were up against me i'm still getting whooped by x y or z or even people who may have been a christian for a long time and you're to the place where you're still battling some things and you try to battle and then you stop because you don't see progress as you started but can i tell you that how in the world do you expect many of us if you've been investing in negative momentum for such a long time that as soon as you turn around and say i'm going to do something different that everything is going to change that's not the way that it works come on somebody you got to get to the place where you say you know what i told you last week like the little engine that could i think i can i think i can you have to start someplace and you've got to keep on pushing and allowing god to build that momentum in your life so that you can get to the place where eventually it's built and so you might fall sometimes you might start and get up you might fail your way to success 
and somebody thought that the journey was going to be easy somebody in here thought that the road was going to be easy and you gave up on christ and you threw in the towel because you said oh jesus must not be with me but i'm here to tell you baby my bible says in james chapter 4 verse 7 submit yourself therefore unto god resist the devil and he might flee he might flee he will flee and so if the devil haven't hasn't backed up yet that means that i need to keep resisting come on i need to keep resisting my faith standing firm in faith this is why the bible encourages this us this way so that the faith multiplies in our lives so that we get to the place where no matter what comes our way yes you might fall yes you might slip but it's not going to stop you because of the power of the faith that's in your life Man, I want some people to start, I want to see some people start walking in victory. When you think about it, I told you, when you think of a train and the train is coming, there it is, anything that gets in front of that train or anything that gets in front of a car that's moving and that's under the power of momentum, it's not going to be able to stand in its presence. Who's with me this morning? And the fact of the matter is that there are, that in order for that thing to be stopped, it has to be submitted to something that is greater than that force even though the train is powerful there's still something greater than that train come on even though the even though the car is powerful there's still something that can stop a car are you with me this morning and somebody this morning showed up and you've been experiencing momentum in some negative area you've been experiencing momentum negative momentum in your mind where you've been thinking you've been under the momentum thinking that you can't make it somebody today showed up depressed come on church somebody showed up feeling like blowing your brains out and many times we don't want to talk about these things because we don't think that they're real somebody today is at the end of your rope somebody today is ready to call the divorce lawyer and make them richer than they already are because they're balling with us come on somebody and you're feeling like calling it quits and throwing in the towel on your marriage because the things that are up against your marriage and your mind and your money and your relationships and your friendship you feel like there's nothing that's greater but i'm here to tell you baby that showed up to malvern to let two or three people know that there's something that's greater and his name is jesus and all you gotta do is get to the place where you submit to that momentum let god build that faith in your life and watch those things get hit out of the way don't quit because you know what faith is faith is like i told you faith uh, is the substance of the evidence of things hoped for come on the evidence of things not seen in other words as it said you gotta see it before you see it or you never will see it come on in fact look at your neighbor give him a high five tell him neighbor, neighbor. oh neighbor you gotta see it before you see it or you never will see it you got to get to the place where you keep plowing even if everything in your situation looks like it's opposing what God says in his word. Come on. You got to keep on worshiping even if everything in your situation is opposing what God said because you need to understand that right now when you're walking by faith, you might not see it in front of you, but if God said it, you can take it to the bank church. I want to encourage somebody this morning that's been ready to quit because you don't see it. You got to keep on seeing it with the eyes of faith you can be blind in the natural but see it by faith who am i talking to this morning when something greater is fueling your momentum i want to look really quickly uh, with the time i have left at hebrews at the book of hebrews chapter 12 turn with me to hebrews chapter 12 and we're looking at hebrews chapter 12 
And we're going to Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verse 1. He goes on and he says, because we're talking about weight, says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, look at what he says here. Let us also lay aside every weight. Everybody say weight. Every weight and the sin that so close, uh, that clings so closely or easily besets us, as some translations says, or holds us back. Looking to Jesus, the founder or the author and the perfecter. Remember I told you last week that your faith doesn't even start with you? That your faith is a manifestation of the spirit? It's called that in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. It's called the fruit of the spirit in Galatians 5.22. And here in Hebrews chapter 12, Paul makes it clear that it is, that it is uh, through this faith that God is the, Jesus is the author and the perfecter or the finisher. He's the one that completes the work of faith. He starts it and then he builds the momentum and then he brings it to completion. And so here he's encouraging us to lay aside the weight that so easily besets us. Now listen, there's a difference between weight that hinders and weight that helps. Come on. There's a difference between weight that hinders and weight that helps. A lot of us are carrying along dead weight. Come on. And we're, because we're carrying along dead weight, uh, he says the weight that easily holds us back or besets us. We're holding on to weight and things and people and stuff in our life that are hindering us from being able to develop and build momentum. I don't know who I'm talking to, but I feel like I just went down somebody's road because it's somebody's friends list that needs to get thinner by the end of this service. Come on. There's some phone numbers that need to get deleted out of your address book by the end of this service because they're dead weight. Who am I talking to? It's some channels that need to be deleted off of your cable network because it's weight that's holding you back. Come on. There's some people that have been just talking and just uh, rainless clouds just puffing and looking crazy in your life holding you back from doing what God has called you to do. And I wonder if it's five or six or about a hundred of y'all that showed up today saying, you know, what i'm not letting any of that stuff hinder me before anymore come on the stuff that's been holding me back i'm laying it aside come on because you know about weight there's good weight there's there are people that you need to have in your life come on and see when i'm full of weight and my picture is full of stuff that's a waste man thing then the fact is that i don't have any room to be able to be carrying around the stuff that's going to help me who am i talking to this morning and many of us we've been carrying around this dead weight and so you know there's weight because with momentum if I get a little if I have a little snowball the fact is that when I start rolling the snowball the snowball can be demolished and damaged but the more weight that I pack on the snowball who am I talking to the more weight that I pack on it it's not dead weight because it's contributing to me bringing me to the place where as the mass grows and the speed grows that it starts to move and there's power and it gets bigger and bigger but it's going in a good place who am I talking to this morning and so the fact of the matter is there some people that you ought to have in your life that pride has been blocking you from having in your life and God is saying you need to connect to some folks how many of you know that your destiny is often connected to the right people come on and many of us the reason why you haven't been progressing in life is because you've been connected to the wrong people but I showed up to tell about seven of y'all this morning and to announce that you just started this year it's time for a fresh friends list it's time for some new relationship I don't care how 
long you've been with him I don't care how long he said he was going to marry you you got to say this is the year you're not going to waste my time no longer come on somebody Uh, y'all don't want to keep it real with me today stop wasting your time God has called you to progress and if something is holding you back you got to say I'm not letting you hold me back any longer come here wait that's going to help me press forward who am I talking to this morning can I tell you that so he goes on and he says and and we're going to look at this in a second in Mark chapter 9 but I love it he says looking to Jesus somebody say Jesus just shout his name say Jesus look out like his name say it one more time say Jesus Jesus. looking unto Jesus come on the author the founder and the perfecter of our faith who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross yes see you need to understand that the stuff the way to get out of the things that you're in the way to build momentum and faith momentum as I told you it doesn't happen by you trying harder it happens through you trusting harder there's some of us in this place man you've been trying to will yourself into doing stuff you've been trying to do it on your own and that's why you've been failing and i wonder if it's two or three people in here this morning that understand that it's not by our might or by our power but it's by the spirit of god that faith momentum is built in our lives and i believe surf city church especially for many of you that just got saved and just gave your life to the lord and those who will get saved today i want to encourage you to understand that God's not looking for you to do it by yourself and some of you you've been saying the reason the thing that's been hindering me from moving forward come on somebody the thing that's been hindering me is because I'm scared I don't want to fail I don't want to fall I'm scared I think God wants me to be perfect and God wants me to have it all together but I showed up this morning to encourage you can I be a witness from the pulpit come on somebody to let you know that if it was up to me I would have failed a long time ago and I'm here to tell you that it's It's only by the grace and the mercy of God that I'm standing before you today and I'm not a total mess up and a jack up. And so I want to let you know God is not looking for you to be to a place where you do it by yourself. He told Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. Look at somebody and tell them neighbor. You don't got to shout at them. They might hit you. But tell them don't try to do it by yourself. God's got it. Come on. In fact, look at another neighbor. Give him a good high five and tell him God's got it. Tell him with some attitude. Come on. Somebody needs to tweet that. Instead of trying harder, we got to trust harder. Come on. See, you realize that deliverance, some of y'all been trying to deliver, get delivered by focusing on your sin. Yeah. Yeah. Some of you have been trying to get delivered by focusing on your mess. You've been trying to get delivered by focusing on that addiction. You've been trying to get delivered by focusing on how you can change him or her into the relationship or the person that you want. But I want showed up to tell you today that focusing on sin doesn't change sin. Come on. Focusing on Jesus is what gives you the strength to be able to navigate and walk through that's what you're up against come on you've been getting obsessive about it oh man okay I gotta do this and I gotta do that the reason why I'm parking here is because this is some of our thought process I gotta deal with it I gotta dissect it I gotta talk about it I gotta focus on it I gotta deal with it I gotta in order for me to get out no the exit door is not 
connected to your compulsion. It's not connected to your narcissism. It's not connected to you feeling guilty and bound. Who am I talking to? It's not connected to any of that. It's connected to the man that was able to whoop death. Come on. The man that was able to be pierced in his hands and pierced in his side and not even the grave could hold him captive. It's the man named Jesus who was also fully God. Come on. And because he was fully God, he's able to give you supernatural power that will give you strength to power through whatever it is that you're facing today. And so I love it as we turn to Mark chapter 9 in the passage here. uh, We find this man that we talked about last Sunday. uh, And this man, he came because his situation was crazy. He had a son and his son was in a place of bondage. His son was possessed by a devil. Everybody say a devil. And this wasn't no Hollywood devil. Come on, somebody. Uh, this was the real deal. And see, some people, you think that the devil only exists on the TV. Come on. But the fact is that the devil is very real and very present. In fact, some of y'all are demon-possessed today. And I wouldn't be surprised if I'm preaching about it if somebody start to yell out right now. But no matter what, come on, we serve a God who is greater. Because a lot of people think, oh, it's just, you know, glamorized and, you know, the exorcist and all of this. No, this is the real deal. And this dude was here who was and see some of y'all need to go through deliverance but that's another story Uh, and so here we go the fact is that the bible says that this guy was being cast into fire and he was being he was he was casting himself into fire he was falling on the ground stiff frothing at the mouth and having these crazy fits that were happening whenever the devil would come up against him and the bible lets us know look if you will uh, the bible says in verse 20 and they brought the boy to him speaking of jesus of mark chapter 9 and when the spirit saw him immediately it convulsed the boy and he fell on the ground and rolled about how many of you know that this is why i'm telling you to look at Jesus and focus on Jesus because notice what happens that devil started tripping when it got in the presence of Jesus come on because there's some the enemy is unable to it recognizes when there's a greater presence and power in the midst come on and see some of you some of you you've been feeling like quitting and the reason why you've been feeling like quitting is because as soon as you came closer to Christ stuff started to run amok in your life stuff started to jack up who am I talking to you know there's situations where you say you know I'm getting closer to Christ and all of the stuff that could act up all the stuff that could mess up it just started to mess up and act up in my life but I'm here to tell you that that is not always a sign that you are hopeless the fact is the closer you get to God the more your demons the more the stuff that's up against you it's going to try to run amok it's going to tell you no you don't need to leave him no you don't need to get out that relationship no it's okay you can drive by there no it's okay you can go to that bar who am I talking to no it's okay that you can go into the adult store you're just going for research come on you know you ain't going in there for no research lying mug and you think you can just go there and because the stuff starts acting up it wants to hold you it don't want to let you go but i'm here to tell you that when you get in the presence of jesus that you are positioning yourself for breakthrough somebody shout breakthrough and so i love it here because look at what it goes on and says and remember the reason why they brought him to the uh the reason why they brought him to jesus is because the bible says that his disciples could not cast the devil out and i told you last sunday that it's a tragedy and that's where that clip preaching clip came from at the end it's a tragedy when people come into our midst and they come bound and they leave the same way that they came in because there should be power in the house but how many of you know that because people are human beings beings that we can't we can't put and put our full trust in a human being 
And so the fact of the, na- the matter is, or write this down if you will, human inability does not limit God's sufficiency. Let me say that again. Human inability does not limit God's sufficiency. What do you mean by this? See, even though the disciples, because see, man will let you down. And, and oftentimes the reason why it is that we, the reason why it is that we are, that we are uh, in bondage and the reason why we've been unable to get past what we're facing is be, and the reason why we're disappointed and blaming it on God is because we put all our eggs in one basket. We put all our trust in man and you need to get to the place where you say, baby, you know what? I'll trust you and I believe you are, you know, you're the best thing since sliced bread. But if you let me down, there's still somebody that I can go to whose ability is not limited by your inability. Come on. How many of you know that even when you fail yourself, the Bible says God is greater than your heart. Forget this bottle of water. And you need, and I need to get to the place. They don't want me to be great, but that's okay. And the fact of the matter is that we need to get to the place where we understand that we're, that man's inability, including our own, doesn't limit God's sufficiency. Come on. He is still, disappointment is often attached to the overtrust of man. And so I'm not telling you that's tweetable. I'm not telling you to get to the place where you say, you know what? I'm not going to trust anybody. I'm not going to give trust to anybody. But I'm saying, don't trust man to the point where you start doubting, doubting God because man failed you. And it's a lot of people that have church hurt and say, I'm not going to church because of what that pastor did. Is the pastor Jesus? I'm not going to church anymore because of what they did to such and such. Man, I'm telling you, number one, the church is always going to be jacked up. You want to know why? Because you're in there. And because I'm in there and wherever people are, come on, it's going to be some mess that's in the midst. But I wonder if there's anybody in this place that knows we got to allow people to be imperfect and celebrate the fact that they're not God and my world is not in their hand. You can cuss me out. You can pump me. You can let me down. You can fail me time and time again. But God never fails. Come on. Somebody shout, great is his faithfulness. Gotta put people where they are. We've been worshiping folk and that's why they've been letting you down. Because people make a horrible God. I'm so glad that my salvation was not determined by no people. I'm so glad that people didn't die for my sins. Come on, somebody. Uh, Cause see, they might have cowered out at the last minute. They might have spoke me up and talked about talked about how they had my back like Peter. Come on. And they went to swinging and chopping off ears and stuff. But then when the time came for them to have my back, then they were denying me behind my back. Come on, somebody. Uh, so I'm so glad that it's not about man, that God is a greater God than any man. Who am I talking to this morning? And so going forward, look at this now. He says, oh, faithless generational and a number to uh, verse 20. And they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him immediately convulsed the boy and he fell on the ground and rolled about foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked the father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said from childhood mercy. And it has often cast him into the fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything have compassion on us and help us if you can do anything look at jesus's response he was like and jesus said to him if i can he's like negro please (laughs) who are you talking to dude he's like if i can do you know who you're talking to 
He says, he says, and then he goes on in verse 23. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. <laughs> Let me say that again to charge somebody's faith momentum. All things are possible to him who believes. Who, who's with me on this morning? Say all things. all things. I don't care what you're facing on this morning. You need to understand that we serve a God. We serve a God uh, that is in a position that can give us the ability to walk through anything that we face. And I just love that. Notice it doesn't even say that all things are guaranteed, but it says that all things are possible and so so many of us we've gotten to the place where we haven't even tried God we haven't even asked God to be able to demolish that which we're up against and we've been ready to quit and throw in the towel and we haven't even asked God oh God must just not be one oh if God is able and we say oh that was a crazy question because it's God but that's oftentimes the way that we act come on somebody but Jesus is standing here today and he's declaring through my mouth to you that all things one more time shout all things all things are possible to him that believes and you got to get to the place where you and I realize where we're to the place where we put our faith in God's possibility in God's ability and it ought to rest on God's sovereignty let me say this we put trust in the possibility and in God's ability and it rests on God's sovereignty what do I mean by this you got to be to the place where you because all things are possible where whenever situations propose themselves to us we don't immediately just resign and throw in the towel or back away and say oh you know you know God can't be willing to help me through this because all things are possible the first response that we have he says all things are possible to him who believes so the first thing we ought to do is believe that it's possible and then the next thing because it is possible we trust in God's ability somebody say his ability if you know that it's possible with God then our faith relies on his ability so the moves that I'm making come on the moves that I'm making are moves that are based upon the fact that he is able to overcome and to give me the strength to conquer whatever it is that I'm facing who am I talking to this morning and so we've got to then move there upon this is like I remember the three Hebrew boys come on in the in the book of Daniel the Bible lets us know that they were being threatened there's a story there where they were being threatened for their faith for people who are new to bible and what was happening was this evil king was putting them in a position where they had to bow uh, to this golden idol and this statue that was set up and they're like no we are followers of god we are not bowing to no statue and you know what they declared they said you know what we're not good we you we are in a place where we believe because they were threatened with being thrown in a fire because who's gonna stay with me this morning uh, they were being threatened to be thrown in a fire uh, if they did not bow before the statue that the king set up and the fact of the matter is uh, that the bible they declare they declare and say listen they say our god is able to deliver us out or king oh king and then in faith because of the possibility they say and his ability they say and he will deliver us out you know and some people are looking at you crazy because you're crazy enough to be declaring faith things come on in the middle of the situations that you're in and people look at you and they say how can you be talking 
talking about God's going to work this out? And how are you going to be talking about, oh, I have peace in the middle of the situation when I lost a loved one? How in the world can you be talking about, I have strength to make it through? Don't you understand? I look at you. If I was going through what you were going through, I would have quit by now. And they don't understand that you're putting your faith, come on, not just in God's possibility, but also in his ability. So my faith declarations I make are based upon his word and that which he revealed to me but then you need to understand that there's another level and this is for mature believers because both of those things we usually put trust in God's ability and put trust in possibility but we don't let it be founded under the substratum of God's sovereignty and so what happens is when stuff happens when we put our declarations out there and what we were looking to happen doesn't happen we start throwing in the towel and we say oh see I knew that God was not able I knew that he wasn't for me not realizing that we serve a God who is capable of hanging the stars in place and capable of hanging the sun so perfectly in the sky that if it was any closer to the earth we would disintegrate come on any farther away from the earth we would freeze we serve a God so even if I make declarations and that which I desire and I declare doesn't come to pass we can be like those three Hebrew boys that say that God is going to deliver us come on but then they go on and say but if not somebody say but if not we are still not going to bow to your dumb idol come on somebody and I wonder if it's a church in this place that says I'm going to make declarations and my faith is in Jesus and I'm looking to him who is the author and finisher of my faith but my faith does not just stop at God doing what I want him to do because I'm not worshiping a genie in the bottle come on I'm worshiping the God who has my best interest at hand man I came to talk to somebody the God who is able to do to be able to work all things together for my good and those three Hebrew boys who stood up for their faith you know what happened even though they declared that based upon where they were at that the God was going to deliver them and they decided that they were not going to bow down to that idol the Bible makes it clear that they still got thrown into the fire come on somebody oh my God and the Bible declares that after they were thrown into the fire uh, the king who was on the outside the heathen king somebody stay with me I'm bringing the plane down for a landing uh, but the king who was on the outside Side, looked inside and he said man I thought we threw four me- three men bound in the fire but I look now and I see four men loose come on somebody say four men loosed and so the fact of the matter is that even though I made my fleet declaration based on the possibility of God bringing me out and based on his ability by faith to be able to bring me out my faith declaration has to be founded on the sovereignty of God come on so even if I get thrown into the fire come on even if stuff don't turn out the way that I think it should work out the fact of the matter is that God is still able to make Jesus because they said I saw four and one of them looks like the son of God Jesus is able to appear in the middle of what you're facing and so I showed up today to tell five or six people today let God build faith momentum in your life don't just be a fair weather Christian don't just trust God to do what you want him to do believe that he's able but even when he doesn't do what it is that we we want him to do trust and know that he's able to take whatever you're up against even if you end up in the fire and get glory out of it and then i love the way that this ends and i told you last week you know the bible tells him all things are possible to him who believes there it is attached to my faith and verse 24 says immediately the father of the child cried out and said i believe but help 
my unbelief. Come on, somebody. And so realize, I want you to understand, uh, you can write this down. Honesty in times of difficulty is not a lack of faith. I close in this and letting you know that in this time, he was in a place where he was facing something difficult. And he was in a place where he's at this beginning of his journey with Jesus. It's the first thing that he experiences with Christ. And he was not scared to say, hey, I believe. I have, I have some belief that you're able to do it. But help me where my faith is lacking. And somebody today, you think that it's a lack of faith for you to cry out. You think it's a lack of faith. Yes, it's no, it's not. It's not a lack of faith for you to cry out and say help. It just shows that you trust God and you believe that he is able to do exceedingly and abundantly all above you can ask or think. You know, David, David is a guy that declares and says, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, Psalm 23, I will fear no evil. Come on. David is the guy that declares goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Come on. He's making these declarations in faith based upon who God is. But this same David, in times of challenge, even though he made this de- these declarations, he also says in Psalm 121, I will bless the Lord at all times and his praise shall continuously be in my mouth. How does he know that? How does he know if he's going to bless the Lord at all times? How does he know what's up ahead of him? How does he know what he's going to face? Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. He's making these declarations by faith. But this same David declares, I will look to the hills. From with cometh my help. Speaking of God, because all of my help comes from the Lord. This same David makes it clear that many are they that camp around him and are looking for his life. And he talks about the hardship he's up against. But then he declares, but thou, O Lord, are a shield for me. My glory, the lifter of my head. Come on, somebody. And so somebody today, you're in a position and you're in a place where you're saying, you know what? My faith has been challenged and being challenged. And where I'm in a place where because of the things that I'm up against, I feel helpless and hopeless. And I'm here to tell you, that the God that you serve is not opposed to your cries for help because of that father's crying out for help in the scripture his son ends up being delivered don't be prideful don't let it stop you cry for help in whatever area it is that you're facing the same God that gave you faith and that gives us faith will build it in our lives the bible says in philippians 1 verse 6 he who has begun a good work in you will perfect it will perform it till the day of jesus christ as it said faith that can't be faith that's not tested can't be trusted faith that's not tested you can say you have faith all you want but until it's tested it that's when it's proven Whether or not it's faith that can be substantial, faith that can be stood upon. Are you with me? And so today, everyone under the sound of my voice. Someone today, you're saying, you know what? I'm to the place where 
I have not begun a relationship with Christ. Faith is not present in my life. And I'm here to tell you, it's not your job to cultivate faith in your life. It's just your job to respond with God's help that is available to you here today. To what he did for you and I on the cross. He died for your sins. He died for your imperfection. We all deserve death, the Bible says. The wages of sin is death. Or the payment for sin that we inherited from the beginning of time is death. But the gift of God, everybody say the gift of God, God. is eternal life. And so today, and what does that mean? Eternal life. God will give you life that will go into heaven, that will go beyond this earth, that you won't die when you die. But not only that, that life will start now where he'll come into your heart and give you the strength and walk with you for the rest of your life. Don't do life by yourself. Do life with Jesus. Jesus.